Hello and welcome to a, a special edition, I guess, of Hockey From Across the Pond. My name is Mark Rackham. You can find me on Twitter at MarkUKLeaf. So generally I record an episode once a week, every Sunday, give or take. But um, I've decided to do a bit of a, a one-off special. I'm going to talk about the Toronto Marlies upcoming roster. Uh, it's now August. Well, not a million miles away from September. And there's been a bit of movement in the summer. It hasn't been too well publicised. I thought I'd give a bit of a, a round-up. Um, I think it's going to be quite an interesting 2019-2020 season. I think it's going to be quite a bit of movement. I'm going to work um, f- for the forwards and then the defence and then the goaltending. The goaltendings, there's not as much to talk about. So we'll start with the forwards. So let's look at the players that have departed. We have lost Christian Popsil, Josh Juris, uh, they've both gone to Europe, Michael Carcone was traded to Ottawa, Josh Kessner signed for Grand Rapids Griffins, JJ Pikinich has also signed in the AHL for San Antonio Rampage, uh, Chris Mueller uh, decided to sign for Tampa Bay Lightning so he'll likely end up in Syracuse, uh, Gabriel Garnier has um, headed to the ECHL with the Allen Americans as has Griffin Molino who has signed for Utah Grizzlies and Colin Greening has retired um, wish nothing but the best for Colin as he um, seeks opportunities outside hockey at least for the time being um, there's also a couple of guys who are UFAs that is Tom Sestito who I don't expect to re-sign and Ryan Moore, who, according to some, has signed a deal, but it hasn't been made official. So we'll, we'll wait and see on that one. I don't. If he has signed, I don't really see him playing a, a major role in the Marlies. I'd see him back in Newfoundland. So if we're looking at the guys who are who we're going to call prospects, I guess the guys who are on entry level contracts. And for some of these guys, I'm going to talk about. It's a really big year for them coming up. So we have. Pierre Engvall, Jeremy Bracco, who divides opinion on Twitter on a, almost a daily basis. Um, Adam Brooks, who I might actually write about before the season starts. I think he, it's a big year for him. Mason Marchmont, who has been talked in some quarters as, as maybe making the fourth line uh, under Leafs. I don't really see that. Uh, Dimitro Timoshov and Igor Korshkov. So those are basically... The guys who, you know, they're going to be sort of in the hunt for a, for a call-up, really. They're going to be the guys you're looking to. So, the, you know, Kyle Dubas has done a really good job since he's been in the Toronto organisation, uh, building a culture of, of getting depth um, through all levels of the organisation. So the guys that are signed on AHL deals, um, these are from... These are th- Guys are either signed to two-year deals previously, uh, so they're entering the second year of the deal, or the guys they penned to a one-year contract a while ago. So you've got uh, Colt Comrade, who impressed late last season. I think he could be an interesting player. Uh, Justin Brazou, uh, Riley Woods, Trey Bradley, and Rich Clooney's back. I don't expect Rich to play much again. And then you've got guys that they've um, re-signed. You have Nicholas Baptiste, who's not really a, a re-signing. He's uh, he was uh, acquired and he he was an NHL deal, so he's been signed to an NHL contract. And then you've got 
um, some players who uh, had a very su- successful season in Newfoundland. So Giorgio Estefan, um, Matt Bradley, Hudson Ilinak, Brady Ferguson, Zach O'Brien. Um, one player who I was quite surprised to see re-signed is Tanner, well, Tanner McMaster, even, if I can get his name right. I, I see him heading to Newfoundland, to be honest. I think he has quite a bit to prove. And then you have Marcus Power. It was interesting that he signed to an AHL deal. He was um, a big part of the Growlers' success last year. He was on the ECHL deal. Interesting that the Marlies would sign into an AHL deal for, for last year. I, don't know if, I wonder if that's just depth or there's something more to that. And Scott Pooley, who, who I really like. Not really sure if he's going to get an opportunity with the Marlies. Um, Darren Archibald. Not a player I'm fond of. He was a he was with the Ottawa organization. He was a free agent. Um, he has a history of doing dumb things on the ice. Um, not Tom Sestito, kind of you know punching anything that might move, but he has a, a history of you know not so good. You know he's a productive forward at the AHL level. You know if they can rein him in, he he will be. He might be a decent addition. I guess they're just looking uh, for some veteran leadership. There's a lot of... This time of year, there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of um, plate spinning. You're not quite sure who's going to end up where. So, at this stage, there are possible other additions to the forward lineup come October. Guys up on with the Leafs uh, in camp are going to be Kenny Agostino, Pontus Aberg. Kyle Casilla, Garrett Wilson, Tyler Godet, Aaron Lucci, and Nick Shaw. Obviously, some of those are more likely to end up uh, with the Marlies than not. I don't expect Nick Shaw to be there with the Marlies. Um, Kenny Agostino's not really sure. Aber, Casilla, Wilson, uh, I would expect two of those three to be with the Marlies and possibly Luchuk, but we shall see. Um, I think it's a really interesting forward group. Uh, There's no real sort of standout dynamite players. Um, I think you're probably looking at a top line, (coughs) excuse me, of something approaching um, a Breco Brooks Marchant type thing. You could throw Engvall in there. Um, Korshkov, who knows with him. I was a little bit disappointed with him. Last year, from the very little we saw, I'm not going to cast any aspersions on him. Um, I imagine they'd like him to fit. Maybe he plays on the second line and he fits in with Engel and Timoshoff. Maybe that's the way that kind of rolls out. But there's so many unknowns at this stage. It's, it's, uh, I'm not going to make any predictions. But that's the forward group. There's a lot of players there. Um, it's Quite a few changes, but it, I think the one thing will be, will any of the guys from Newfoundland from last year make the step up? Um, and I'd like to see Brady Ferguson uh, given a real opportunity. So that rounds off the forwards. Uh, we're going to talk about defence now. So who's who's not going to be around this year? Vincent Laverde. Um, terrific in his two years with the Marlies. Possibly the most consistent defenceman. Excellent professional. He's signed with a Hartford Wolfback. Good luck to him. Um, obviously, Keller Rosen has been traded to Colorado. Andreas Borgman was traded to St. Louis Blues. 
And a, a one guy I was a little surprised to see um, depart. I thought, you know, Toronto would be interested in bringing him back. Is Sam, Sam Jardine, who was signed for the Cardiff Devils. Um, so I might see something of him in the UK next year. But that was the one guy I was... I, I thought I might stick around and might get an AHL deal. There's three players that are still on... Um, still free agents. That's uh, Jordan Subban, Steve Alexei, and Frank Corrado. Um, I don't see Jordan Subban uh, being re-signed. Uh, that was a reclamation project that didn't turn out too well. Um, Alexei or Corrado... I don't see it, but they're depth type signings, experienced guys. You know, if if the Leafs end up having an injury crisis and you know having to call up some of the guys from Toronto, maybe something happens there. Um, but I think there's too many other players in the organisation for those two to be uh, signed to an AHL deal. So I'd expect those two to move on. And in some respect, I imagine AHL teams are, are sniffing around those guys. Um, the two players re-signed from last year are both um, ECHLers, I guess. Alex Gabranson is definitely an ECHL player. He's a big body. He's he's reliable enough. He could do a job if called up to the AHL, but I think he'd be with Newfoundland. Christian Rubens is a interesting player. He had a few good games for the Marlies last year when they were suffering a bit of a... Injury crisis, um, Lilligran and, and Sandine and a few, a few other guys were out and uh, Calarosan was another one. Um, he stepped up, he, he, he did okay, so don't be surprised if you see something of him, uh, Coca-Cola Coliseum this year. Um, so three guys coming, three defensemen signed from outside the organisation. You have uh, Michael Kapler and Ryan Johnston. Kapler was a free agent from the Minnesota Wild. Johnston was playing his trade out in Sweden with uh, Mora IK. I have no idea how you pronounce that, but that's my best attempt. I'm probably going to butcher the next guy's name. Uh, Sergio Sapigo? Sapigo? Uh, he was playing junior hockey with Prince Albert Raiders. I have no insight on him. I imagine he's going to end up in Newfoundland, maybe a bounce between both. Who knows? But um, interesting guy, someone to keep an eye on. Could be a flyer. So who's on entry-level contracts? Well, the first two players need no introduction, really. Defenseman Timothy Lindegren and Rasmus Sandin. I expect them to play on the top line together. I expect them to dominate um, on both special teams, I would think. Um, and those are the two guys who are first up for a, you know, a call-up if it happens. I would not be surprised if either of them are given the what we're now calling the Travis Dermott treatment um, and get a call-up sort of possibly after the trade deadline. Um, but we shall see. It's, you know, Lilligren has really struggled to put together a full campaign due to injury. It's you know, not his fault. Um, Sandin's still, he's promising, there's still a lot to work on. You know, we, we all know about his uh, his passing abilities. There's still work to be done in his own end, and he needs more experience. I don't think he's anywhere near ready for the NHL right now. Many people disagree, but that's what I think. Um 
but yeah, the, the, there's lots to be excited about on the blue line next year for the Marlies. Lots of interesting players. Uh, Mac Hollowell, who really impressed last year. Um, Sheldon Keith had no hes- hesitation in throwing him into the playoffs. And he had some really good, really good games. Did not look out of place. So really looking forward to seeing how he fares. Uh, Joseph Duzek, again, not quite the same impact as Hollowell, but I thought he was quite steady. Uh, showed some promise uh, offensively. You know, he could be anything next year. Uh, Jesper Lindgren. Now, when his first go around in the AHL, he... Um, to say he was awful would be a little unfair. He was not good, though. He was not good at all. Uh, he played one or two games at the back end of the last campaign. Yeah, it looked a little bit better. He had a strong had a strong professional um, season out in Europe. I'm looking forward to seeing what he brings to the party. He's a player with uh, much to prove. Um, but yeah, there's it's all, kind of, all kinds of opportunities and openings there for players to, to, um, to stamp their place on the team. The lineup, who knows? They, Keith is not adverse to giving sort of the youth its head. You know, I would not be surprised if the five guys on the ELCs played every night. That's Lilligren, Sandine, Hollowell, Duzak, and Lindgren. But I imagine they might want to insert some um, veteran leadership in there somewhere. But yeah, it's going to be a very young blue line next year, which they might have their picks and troughs. But again, it's something to be really excited about. If you watch the Marlies on a regular basis, I think there's lots there to be excited about for the future. So possible other additions. Um, obviously, the Leafs have made some acquisitions. You have Ben Harper and Kevin Gravel. I expect Gravel to uh, be put on waivers and be sent down if he clears. Ben Harper, I'm not so sure about. Who knows what the Leafs are going to do. And then you have another a player whose name I'm likely going to butcher. That's Timu Kivahami, I think is how you pronounce it. I'm not too sure. He's also on an entry-level contract. Most people have him penned sort of into the Leafs opening night roster, whether he plays or not. Who knows? But again, he could be a player that the Leafs decide needs a little bit of time in the AHL. But yeah, I think out of all the uh, all the groups, out of the offense, defense, and goaltending, I think it's the defense that I'm really, really pumped about for for next season. You know, it's got the two best prospects in there, and I'm, you know, I think it's it's going to be a key area for. Uh, Toronto to focus on next year. So we're going to move on to goaltending now. So we've had just one player leave, and that's Eamon McAdam, who was harshly dealt with, I thought, um, last year. He wasn't as bad as people made out. He was put into a situation, it was sink or swim, and a lot of nights it was sink. And that wasn't always his fault, but he also was a big part of some of the wins the Mollies were able to uh, register earlier in the, in the year. He signed for the Binghamton Devils. Wish him um, all the best. Uh, I know, I, I sort of know his father. I, I wish them both the best. I hope it works out for him there. It's an opportunity for McAdam to uh, get a spot in the AHL. And, of course, being in the same d- division as Toronto, that could be an interesting 
thing to look out for next year if he comes face to face with his old team. So, the goaltending. The possible other addition is Michael Hutchinson. Who knows how that's going to play out? So I'm not going to. I'm going to discount Hutchinson at this point. So we're looking at Casimir Kaskasua as being the Marley's number one. That's not something I thought I would be saying back in December, as he had a torrid first half of the year. However, he had a tremendous playoffs. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, he surprised many, many people, myself included, and he was the reason that the Marlies went as far as they did in the playoffs. And they could easily, they could easily have gone all the way last year. But he was he was absolutely outstanding, especially in the first two rounds. And first round against Rochester, he was lights out. And then we have <clears throat> Ian Scott and Joseph Wall. Where are they going to play? Who knows? I have no idea. I mean, conject. Who knows? It's really difficult to pinpoint. I think my gut is telling me Ian Scott is going to start in the AHL. And I would imagine he's probably going to split starts with Kaskasura. Kaskasura might play two or three, something like that. They know, the coaches start to know a little bit more about Ian Scott. So I think that familiarity is going to work in his favour. Depending on camp, of course, things can change. But however, I think in a way that might work better for Joseph Wall. Because I think if you get sent down to Newfoundland, I say sent down, yeah, reassigned, maybe a better way of putting it, because it's not really a demotion at this point. He's going to be in the number one with Newfoundland, who, as you know, we all know, are reigning champions. And I think taking a lot of starts in the ACHL could be a good thing for him. He's going to see a lot of rubber. The league is notorious for high-scoring games, you know, and that could be what he he needs. And you know, I would not be surprised. It's something that the organisation has done before, where uh, they've switched uh, goaltenders between the Marlies and whoever the ECHL team uh, was at the time. Um, and it would be no surprise if War and Scott were to flip. I don't know, November, December time, possibly, depending on how both are doing. Um, and to give both a different look and give them both different um, sort of workloads. But again, who knows? Kaskaso, I don't want him to have a terrible year, but if he ends up uh, pooping the bed, shall we say, um, Ian Scott, you know, might be given a bigger role. Um, so there's so many unknowns there's so many unknowns but I think Kaskasura Scott Wall is that's one to three right now and then you have Maxim Zukov not a name I had heard of before he was originally drafted by Las Vegas Knights he played his junior um, hockey with the Barry Colts um, an interesting little pickup. again it's you know, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. He ends up uh, with the Growlers. He's probably going to back up Wall. You know, it's a free roll of the dice as far as um, the organisation is concerned. I would think they're going to give him some kind of workload, though. They're not going to put it all on Wall in his first professional season. Um, it's not going to be a situation last year where. Newfoundland, as soon as they had Garteg back, it, they pretty much ran with Garteg, whatever. 
Um, and then, you know, when McAdam was up and they had other backups um, signed there to short-term deals, they rarely played them. But I see this being more of a, not quite a 1A, 1B, but I think who whichever um, guy in EAC ends up down with Newfoundland, he's going to play two or three, three or four, something like that. But they will give Zukov some playing time. You have to see what you have um, in him. Um, if Hutchinson is reassigned, who knows? They could throw everything into, you know, into chaos. Um, I, I'm guessing that's not the direction that they wish to go in. But anyhow, that's kind of a look at um, how the Marlies uh, pan out at this time of year. Um, as I as I speak to you now, it's uh, it's Friday the twenty third of August, and so much can change. But we're not too far away from camp, and I don't imagine there's going to be too many trades or too many moving pieces between now and then that will directly sort of affect the Marlies. So that wraps up this latest podcast i hope you enjoyed this i know it was just me speaking on my own i know a lot of you have uh, enjoyed having uh, me talk to some guests i've really enjoyed it they've all been great so far i'm hoping to have a, a special guest for this sunday's episode um, i definitely have guests for the next two podcasts so and i'm super looking forward to doing those they should be really fun interesting interviews and we'll talk about all different kinds of things but thanks so much for listening the podcast is now on itunes which i'm super pumped about i appreciate everyone who's taken the time to uh, give me a little bit of promotion in that regard again if you're listening on itunes a review a rating subscribing to the podcast would be amazing if you uh, if you wouldn't mind doing that that would be fantastic see where this little podcast can take me who knows it's a lot of fun to chat about all kinds of hockey but american hockey league is my passion it's not just going to be about the marlies moving forward i promise um, i'm going to talk about the whole league and all the stories that um, pop up during a season um, but yeah i'm really looking forward to it i'm really looking forward to talking about some hockey being played but until the next episode thanks very much for listening and i'll see you next time